Double Take is an extension of the award-winning movie review show, Cinema Classics, which airs Thursdays at 8.01 p.m. on WCBE 90.5 FM, Columbus, Ohio. Hosted by John DeSando, this podcast features additional content and discussion with guests. I'm John DeSando. And I'm Wayne the Hive Miller. <laughs> and this is Double Take. Double Take. John, how many of these type of shows are we going to be seeing? Listen, how many times are we going to be reviewing Jason Statham? I know. <laughs> I mean, we just reviewed him last year for the junkiest movie of the year. Yeah, Meg too. You're right, The but Trench. Also, and he's a... Uh, 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 a fixture in the Fast and Furious franchises <laughs> now, as well as, of course, the Expendables. But, we're, John, what are we talking about today? It's the bee's knees. Uh-oh. The beekeeper was Statham. Yeah. And pardon me if I need to drone on about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let it be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're going to get all oh, no. worked up on they this shouldn't, one. They shouldn't get... They shouldn't be inducing us for these corny puns. I know, I know. But I tell you, John, I enjoyed this one, too, as usual. And it's another revenge flick. And good grief, how many have we done I in don't know. this past year alone? I'm telling you, I, I just took a few minutes and I had half a dozen. Just yeah. recently, in the last 10 years or less. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, that I'm looking forward to talking about that because there's a lot to say about that. Really, a genre of its own. Now. Yeah, well, it, there's something in our DNA about the eye for an eye to yes. business. Yeah, uh, the we can't yeah. seem to get, and Liam Neeson right. is making a fortune okay. on this kind of thing. Yeah, Neeson, yeah. <laughs> All right. He's great, and at one time, Bruce Willis used to. Yeah. And uh, the one thing I really liked about this one that kind of sets it apart for me from all the other ones, from the John Wick movies and the Equalizer movies, even a non-professional retired assassin like the one Silent Night that we did that mm -hmm. we really kind of liked. Mm -hmm. But John, what I liked about this, the bad guys, the smarmy 30-something-year-old guys running almost a, a boilerplate call center thing. And John, how many times? I know I've been hit with it. You've yep. been hit with it. Uh, most of my friends have been hit with it. You're on your computer, and all of a sudden, bells and lights and everything goes flashing off. Don't turn off your computer. Yeah. Don't do anything. Call this number. That's a good one. The one that I get... Yep. You know, every month or two, yep. the one with the red border, and it says, don't do a exactly. thing. Exactly. Just call this number. Yes, so and this lights is, are flashing yeah. off and a it's siren. A, it's a good one. And oh. if you're if you're an elderly lady who's, yes. who's not uh, tech savvy, exactly. such as in our film. Yep, uh, such as I am. Yep. You know, you're vulnerable because all you Very. need to do is call, and then you got these... Fishing guys, yes. and, and then they walk you through it. Now, the one time I was hit with that, and this was just a couple of months ago. Fortunately, it was on the com uh, my computer at Franklin University. This happened. I called that number, and come, you know, yeah. and the guy when he found out I was at a uh, university with very uh, advanced cybersecurity measures on that computer, he he said, "Okay, well." I think you're going to be okay. Just hit it, you know, whatever. Because he did not, he wanted me to go through the steps. And I called the help desk at Franklin. And he said, oh, yeah, this is very, very common. Never, never call that number because they're basically fraudsters. Well, I'll tell you, for the beekeeper, yeah. one of the things that I was impressed with was it. it's air sets literate 
tone. Uh, the fact that they have this motif, they yep. well, they, well, way too much in it, but still, they did the puns, yes. and they kept them going, even yep. when, when a bad guy looks at him and says, to be or not to be. Yeah. You know, they... I appreciated what they were doing. They're smart enough to know that we don't think that we, they have a, a literate film here. But I liked their attempt yep. to weave something through that was consistent in the film yep. and something that was not just beating brains out. Exactly. And you and I both liked that first half hour or so. Oh, yeah. Oh, Very uh, fine. I, I would say the first half, maybe two-thirds of the movie, yeah. I really liked. It got a little bit more too improbable for me. The last third yeah, of the movie, yeah. you know, that even though the lady president of the U.S. played by a, a granddaughter of Sir Michael Redgrave, right. so the Redgrave acting royalty in Great Britain, the niece of Lynn Redgrave and Vanessa Redgrave, she does a good job. And of course, uh, you talk about literary stuff, and I really recommend to our listeners for them to go on WCB's website and read your excellent written Thank review you. of the movie and that you even quote I from Shakespeare. I dare to quote the bard. Yes. I know. That, because he's but very, heavy. very good. Though. <laughs> uh, really kind of liked about that was the interplay between the bad guys and Statham, but also the interplay. Uh, now, some critics really did not like it, though. Kind of the little subplot of the victim's daughter. And basically, it's kind of like the beekeeper who's retired. And he's keeping bees for this woman that has money and lives out in her barn. And I thought a very good casting choice there, Felicia Rashad, who played the elderly black woman who is sucked in by these fraudsters. They call her up and say, oh, supply us with this, hit this button, do that, so they could go and hack, hack her account and drain everything, yeah. and including a charitable foundation that she's a trustee of. To the tune of two million dollars. It's you know when you get past the exaggeration, yep. and you're right, you've got to accept some of the silliness toward the end of it. Yep. If you accept it as an elaborate metaphor for yep. the lives that we lead and the dangers that we have online, and for people who are vulnerable, yep. then you have a, a good film with solid themes. Well, and it brings it home to us yeah. because this isn't an international drug cartel or mobsters or the. XKGB you know, <laughs> or Euro trash people. These are Americans. This is something we could yeah. relate to. You, you're going to love us. And you can raise your eyebrows, but you're going to love the scene where they're, there's something like a game show for these fish. Oh, <laughs> and they got a, a hordes of uh, these guys waiting for this lady to give all of her personal information. Yes, and it seems that. like they just And he's just like a game show host. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah. slick and oily. Oh. And Felicia Rashad. I thought was a good choice because a lot of people remember her for the many years she played Bill Cosby's wife on the TV series The Cosby Show and she was everybody's mother at that time and that was a good choice yeah, yeah. picking up on Neeson's usual MO when it gets personal it gets it, it gets important yes. when it's his friend who was one person who took care of him that is Statham yeah. Then when you have Neeson who you know loses a daughter or whoever, yeah. it's usually somebody close. And this one I think does it even better because it universalizes it. Yes, it is, yeah. You know, for those yeah. people who don't yeah. have daughters or family members, you have to worry about you have yeah. to worry about your fortune, you know, whatever it is. And this film does a great job. Now, don't worry, there's plenty of Statham 
Jesus. in this film. <laughs> the best has to be when he carries two two chugs of gasoline into this huge building, tells it's, everybody to get out because he's going to burn it down. Gonna burn it down. <laughs> or I thought was so funny when he captures a, a, the <laughs> first guy who was the huckster, fraudster <laughs> that was running this big boiler plate. <laughs> and I, a little bit to say about that because it kind of reminded me a little bit about Alec Baldwin and Glengarry Glenn, Glenn Ross. Instead of selling swampland in Florida <laughs> uh, and the, the more aging salespeople yeah, yes. doing that, yeah. that here we've got all these like 20-somethings yeah. uh, being led by a 30-something at best, but yeah. when he captures him and something happens, he chops off, and the guy gets all the food, oh my God, he chopped the fingers off my right hand, and that guy had what, and of course, we hooted and hollered like the little banshee. Well, you, we were, you pointed out to me this guy, Josh Henderson, or whoever it is. Yes, yeah. It was from the Hunger Games or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, and a number of other things, and he does a great job. Well, we talk about a smarmy kid. Look at the, offer you up another very funny part. Yeah. Uh-huh. When Statham captures him, this young 28-year-old punk, and he says, so uh, do you, are you an estate planner? And Henderson says, I'm only 28 years old. What do I need that for? Uh, so Statham tells him, you're about to find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I also like the interplay between the two FBI agents, one who was victim's daughter. And one of the reviews I read kind of said they, they thought it was distracting. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was underdone. And uh, so I thought it promise. was very good. But also what they said, uh, why does it seem like, you know, because of all this cute interplay, this young uh, black woman and young white guy, FBI agents, their interplay, that uh, how come that, that was funny? How come she's not as sad about the loss of her mom as Statham mm. is? You know, mm. which I thought was kind of a good point. Yeah. But excellent movie. Mm. I, I thought <laughs> it's one to see. And you're talking, I think, about Emmy Raver Lampman as Agent Verona Parker. Yeah. Yeah, that's who you talk about. She's good. An Oscar winner in a Jason Statham movie. There's nobody who plays the smarmy Patrician better than Jeremy Irons. Oh, my goodness. Yes. (laughs) And almost was like what would be described as maybe a a more handsome Boris Carval. (laughs) Down to his voice. Oh, yeah. But his uh, cadaverous looks. Revenge films delight us. Now, we're, and we've become very knowledgeable yeah, about And them. I remember that we even likened John Wick to a ballet of sorts. A ballet of ma'am, yes. Yeah. Uh, and this one has some great scenes like that, oh, too. Oh, Statham is oh. Oh. even better as a bad guy with moves. I mean, his moves at 56 years old, this guy Oh, the, the guy was, everyday looks more identifiable. But Denzel Washington, one of my all-time favorite actors, and does a great job in the uh, three Equalizer movies uh, in his 70s now. He's such a cool <laughs> way about him. <laughs> Where Statham's more identifiable, much more so for me, than somebody like, looks like he really needs to take a shower and cut his hair and everything. <laughs> I know. I, know. Reeves well, I was trying to think, who's my favorite revenge hero? Okay. Right, and I yeah. found him. Uh-oh. Okay. And I, he's not a hero. But oh, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath to hear who it is. Both actors in Cape Fear. Oh, okay. Both the first Cape Fear yeah. and the second Cape yes. Fear. Yes, Mitchum and... and uh, 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 Mitchum and De Niro. And De Niro. Yes. Are both uh, excellent. And ba- talk about 
depth of yeah. characterization. Yeah, he was a, they're totally a bad guy. They're just get, wanting to get revenge on the attorney yes. who thought sold them him out. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, uh, yeah, now that's interesting. Point out last time, we don't have the same people coming back to listen to our show, so we're yeah. not repeating for them. We talked a little bit about the Magnificent Seven. Yes, yep, yep. Of course, they were paid to protect a Mexican farm community yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, but still. But it became very personal for them. Very, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is why they took it for so little money to begin with. But then when they hung around, when great bad guy Eli Wallach you know, said, you can <laughs> the go The best ever. Yeah. My favorite yeah. bad boy ever. But I tell you, I really, really liked um, the, um, uh, the remake. With Denzel Washington. Oh, did you? In yeah. the Yul Brenner role. Oh, that yes. I, I, oh, I got a kick out of that. Yeah. They dispatched so many people. <laughs> a lot. Uh, one thing interesting about this movie that when we saw it, we're sitting in front of us and started chatting us up about, oh, did you see that when he was fighting everybody, oh, we really liked it when he was shooting and beating up the bad guys. If he shot them, he probably made sure they had body armor. But FBI dispatched hordes of like FBI's agents, Secret Service. The, that's uh, another absurd part. The bodies uh, around there are Secret Service. I don't think they're that easy to knock off. Yeah, yeah, especially by one uh, somewhat small guy compared to. Uh, <laughs> I expected the French Foreign Legion to ride yeah, in and get him in the mix. That of the reminded fight. me of another great vengeful one a long time ago would be in uh, Machete. Oh, God, yes, yeah. Danny uh, is something. Uh, uh, Treo or Treo, whatever. right, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, One of the ugliest looking <laughs> actors you could imagine. But, of course, he brings something to his role because he is an ex-con and stuff like well, that. Well, you know, and, and... With prison tats all over him. As I look at The Beekeeper, which we're doing now, I'm thinking there's something fine about it. I like their motif of the bees. But then I was thinking, if you look at re uh, Revenge that isn't just bloody, look at Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yes. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, they would I mean, cut there's a, uh, the swastika in the foreheads. Yeah, of there's it. a yeah. sophistication about that. Yeah. That's yeah. different even from John Wick. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Bronson started it all, right? No, I, I would say so with Death Wish. Even though the Revenge theme has been around for quite a while. Used a lot in yeah. that, you know, with ones in starring like uh, Kirk Douglas, I remember he played one that his Native American wife was killed by these the, bad guys. The, the, I'll bet the most famous one, the yep. one that most people have heard about. Yeah. High Noon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember those bad boys are coming uh, yep, for Gary uh, Cooper? Yep, exactly. Yep, that's a good one. Who has one. the improbably beautiful wife. Yeah. But John, I'm going to throw one. All right. Uh, yeah, I might have before, but intrigues me about a former government-sanctioned killer is trying to turn over a new leaf. Okay. And this is maybe way out in left field, but the movie a couple years back, Violent Night, about oh. Santa Claus who had oh, been... Oh, good one. Uh, uh, Santa Claus uh, who had been a Viking uh, back yes. a thousand years before. That is wild. And raped and plundered and yes. tortured and killed a lot of people, wanted to turn over a new leaf, and he became Kris Kringle, St. Nicholas, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> but then, and it wasn't so much a revenge, except he wanted, he dispatched all these bad guys that came to uh, rob this uh, rich family. And he wanted to kind of like... <laughs> Save Christmas for this little girl. As we are updating Revenge, I'm thinking of a couple of films out within the last few years, Promising Young Woman. 
Okay. And, and yep. Nobody. Okay. You know, was that guy from from television? Oh yes, uh, uh, Bob Odenberg. Uh, uh, Odenberg. Right. Right. Uh, excellent choice because I was thinking of that one when he's kind of set on by these punks on a bus, <laughs> and man, he just knocks a crap out of them. <laughs> it's Come a great to scene. Find out, yeah, he was kind of like a retired that that his wife and kids just thought was like a big <laughs> cowardly dork and everything. But he <laughs> yeah, came, I know. He, Bob Odenkirk, I think is it? Yeah, yes, very yeah, good. that was yeah. a good one. But you know, you mentioned something's kind of interesting that maybe we didn't talk about before and that's females uh, seeking revenge yeah, yeah. and one that really comes to mind with me Raquel Welch in the movie Hanny Calder I think her dad's killed somebody's killed and then she's raped by these three bad ah, guys ah. that so, uh, and three great bad guy character actor bad guys like Strother Martin and others and then she goes after revenge, but also a movie that we both got a kick out of, I think, directed by Sam Raimi, The Quick and the Dead. Oh. With Sharon Stone. Yeah, very go, good. Going I for like revenge. It. Yes. Yeah, because of how the bad guy, when she was a little girl, lynched her father, played by Gary Sinise, who was a town sheriff, and the bad guy, of course. Um, well, what about Gene Hackman? Uh, Glenn Close. Oh, Fatal Attraction. Right, Fatal Attraction. Okay. <laughs> Boy, you are pulling some out. <laughs> Glenn Close. Yes. Uh, but a bad person <laughs> that seeking revenge because Douglas dumped her affair. Oh, wow. All right, enough okay. of this. We've been on revenge for we've years. Dro- we've groaned on so much. It's, we've groaned on so much as giving me hives. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I'm over the sting of his... Meg too last year, and now I think we'd really we re- we really have Jason Statham back in top form. Yep, yep. In in the Beekeeper. Yep. So, do you have any final comments about oh, the Beekeeper? I, I would say, see if you don't see it in the theater, which I think you really should. Yeah. This would be definitely one. Whenever it's going to be out there, Netflix streaming or at Redbox, the rent the DVD or Blu-ray. Right. I think that would be good. But I think it's time for us to comb our hair (laughs) (laughs) well so be it (laughs) 